Hello, revolutionaries. This is Allison Task back with another bonus episode for the Personal Revolution Podcast. Today, we are concluding our three-part series about moving during the pandemic. I talked about the decision to move, the transition phase, and now the conclusion. So we've moved. We're in our new space. Done and done. The house has been sold. The new apartment has been moved in. What's it like on the other side? When my husband and I created this vision to go ahead and make the move during the pandemic, did it pan out the way we wanted it to? Well, we closed on the house. The house is complete. That is done. It it wasn't the smoothest. It wasn't the bumpiest. It was a pretty well-managed transition and away we go. So that is done. The money is in our account. We feel full and we are very excited to find another house at the time that's right to pour that money into. That will happen. But the overall headline for today, right, on the other side of the move is how did we reduce, reset, and reclaim? Those are the three really big banners. Reduce, right? We reduced our size. We reduced our stuff. We reduced our footprint. And now we're in this zone of being in a a small apartment before we move again. How are we using this time to reset? And what have we reclaimed? By thinning out all the excess, what are we finding? What are we learning? So first of all, under the, the banner of reduction, we have less home. We are no longer in a home of our own. We're in a multifamily, which means we have downstairs neighbors. Unfortunately, this house does not have good noise control, which means I hear everything they say. And when I'm putting my kids to bed at 8.39, they're just waking up. We also have another small problem, which is uh, smoking, specifically marijuana, um, which is currently filling my house with noxious fumes, which I'm really not that keen on having my kids ingest. So what are those? Those are two problems that we're going to have to work through. We're going to have to problem solve. Um, We're going to work collaboratively with the downstairs neighbors. They're really nice, but they're quite young and they just have a different lifestyle than we do. Um, So we're going to have to work together to work this out. And my children are going to see a work in progress. And thank God, this is a short term thing. (laughs) This isn't how we're going to be living, but we're going to have to work that through. So we have less privacy right now, unfortunately. Um, But we do have more resources. We have a smaller space and the children are all going to school virtually, but they are really kind of enjoying that, right? They're putting their desks in their rooms. They're cultivating their unique spaces. Um, Before, their rooms were just for sleeping um, and their desks were strewn throughout the house. And now it's just a smaller space. It's a smaller footprint, but they're kind of cocooning more with their things. And that's sort of interesting to see. We have one room, right? We have one living room, family room, the whole thing. And we have opted to not have a television. They're on screens all day. We don't need a TV. I don't want a TV. So we've got a coffee table and we've got tons of board games. So we are playing Trouble. Um, We are playing a lot of Connect Four. And I'm kind of seeing that my family's ready for more strategy games. The Chutes and Ladders, Candyland, thank God, days are behind us where it's just um, 
press the dial and see where you land. We're interested in more strategy. So I'm seeing the way my kids' brains work. My one son has great spatial um, recognition and he destroyed me at Connect Four, which I take pride in. I am the master of Connect Four. My husband's playing a ton of cards and they're ready for what's next. So we'll see where that goes. But it is so enjoyable to engage with my children and sit there and play board games as opposed to watching TV passively. That's just not where what I want to do. So we have reduced our entertainment and we just have a couple games right now. We probably have six puzzles and eight board games and we're going to grow out of them and we're going to need new ones. We're going to need new stimulation. But I will happily plonk down $12 for a new board game for hours and hours of enjoyment. We have bookshelves full of books. So we have that. My son's recently taken down this poetry book and is getting really interested in the the rhythm and and play of poetry. So again, by by thinning out our stuff to just the best of the best, they're really enjoying it. Yesterday, their Halloween costumes came. It was like the event of their life. They were so thrilled to put on the costumes. Why? They just don't have that much stuff to play with. So that becomes a great source of enjoyment, right? Picking them out, finding them, then finally putting them on. Their enjoyment level is high, high, high because they have fewer things. So the things they have, they enjoy more. Myself, you know, I'm reduced down to the quality. I am reduced to the small collection of clothes and shoes that I absolutely adore. Those flats that I thought were kind of good, but then I put on and they kind of hurt, they're gone. I have I have nothing that I don't feel great about. And there are a few items in my closet that might not make the cut. When we get those art projects in, they're going to be in and they're going to be out pretty quickly. <laughs> they're not going to linger around for a while. Something that I observed is quality, right? This is really, really important. Because of our reduction of space, I can't I'm not going to Costco. Like Costco isn't happening because I can't store boxes of paper towels. I can't store three bottles of shampoo. It's not going to happen. So yes, I'm going to pay the extra for the one bottle of shampoo, but I'm going to get better quality. Um, My husband said, hey, when you go to the store, get pasta, but not 10 boxes, right? Because our grocery store has 10 boxes for $10. Okay, so I'll buy a box for a buck 29 or a box for $2 and have it be really good. We're not going to be a warehouse for stuff anymore. It's it's the suburban lifestyle. It's the Costco lifestyle. It's the big box lifestyle. And it's gross, quite frankly, just like carrying just, you know, a, a person carrying bags and bags of crap. Our houses are filled with crap and I've about had it. And now that I'm on the other side, it's amazing, right? I'll buy the good shampoo. I won't buy the blocks of cheddar cheese on sale. I'll buy a really good quality Um, you know, imported cheddar or farmhouse cheddar. I'm getting the good stuff, right? My husband bought some fever tree tonic water. We were like, woo, so exciting. A a nice cider, a nice chocolate milk, you know, like we're, we're not having lots and lots of drink options. We'll have, hey, what's the drink option this week? And we'll enjoy it because there are fewer things, fewer choices, fewer options lead to more enjoyment of the options you have. And yes, I'm recognizing that this is really a first world problem, but the problem is we've gotten too into having too much so that we're not enjoying the basics. So we, we went over to a friend's house, a, new, a friend that we found out lives just two blocks away. They invited us over. We're so excited to be in the neighborhood. And my kids were thrilled with every last toy that was in their backyard. And the parents were like, wow, your kids are like really happy. They're happy because they have less. And I Trust me, they are not they are not underprivileged. They are not undergamed or under-resourced. We're just intentionally having less so that you can enjoy the things you have more. I hope that makes sense. We're down to the best bedding, the best sheets, 
the best snacks. Um, one really interesting thing I did is I looked at my keychain. I didn't need the keys for my old house, but I was also having the keys to my old office. I moved offices in March. I also had, who doesn't, unknown keys. I'm now down to four keys, two car keys, my office key, and my house key. That's it. I think I probably had 12 prior to this. So just the overall lightning and reduction that I'm doing, it just feels so good. So the toys, the things, the clutter, the suburban warehousing of Costco, right? You take their warehouse and you turn it into your own. It's done. We're down to the best books, the best toys, the shoes we need, the shoes, the boots, that's it. Something that's been really interesting in terms of a reset, we're in a new place, right? We lived in a part of town that was up on a hill, beautiful, great sunsets. Everyone would come up there to take walks because it was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous in the woods. But it was remote. And you stuck to your little family and in your little bubble. And that was fun. But we were missing people. And we really missed people. It really drove home during the pandemic, right? When you had to bubble up and not see people. Now we live about half a mile from town. There's multiple downtown areas where I live. So we're, we're a quick walk to pizza and uh, a little candy store that my kids can take their allowance to and a little coffee shop and, you know, believe it or not, Moroccan food and sushi and all kinds of stuff. So a quick walk. My kids are like dying to go to the bookstore now because they can walk there. Oh, please, please. Can we go to the bookstore? I want to get a book. What parent doesn't want to hear their kids say that, right? I can't wait to go and get a book, mom, please. Yes, definitely. We're also a stone's throw from some basketball courts that get a lot of action and a skate park and little tennis courts. So we spend most of our weekends and their extended lunch hour because they're doing school from home, walking, checking out new spots in our neighborhood. We can walk in every direction. Our old neighborhood didn't offer that. It was just too long a walk, so we were driving. And it was a busy street, so it wasn't really hospitable for bike rides and stuff like that. It's just It was just too much traffic. So now we're up, we're out, we're exploring. There's also extraordinary diversity in our neighborhood, ethnic diversity, um, age diversity. There's, you know, older couples without kids. There's people with babies, people without kids. The, the people underneath us are a young 20 um, something couple. So just the age diversity, the ethnic diversity um, and the income diversity. Where we were living before, you know, we were the smallest house on the fancy block. So now there's just variety. There's variety of houses. There's definitely, you know, within a quick walk is $2 million houses, a little apartment like the one we're living in, right? There's there's a lot. Um, there's We, we took a, a walk around and we saw this woman, Ruthie, who owns a little barbecue place. Um, and she invited us, you know, brought our dog to play out with her dogs, which was really cute and fun. And next door, there's a grandma putting out Halloween decorations with her grandson. Hey, welcome to the neighborhood, right? So it's just, it's this social diversity that I was craving that now we can experience. I lived in New York City for 20 years, New York City and Brooklyn. And gosh, how I missed just walking around the neighborhood and connecting with people. So now I have that again. And more importantly, my kids have it. So I'm reclaiming part of my identity, that urban take a walk, see what you see, right? Not, oh, go to soccer practice. Oh, go to this thing. But like, let's just take a walk and see how the day opens up. I love that. That's the best part of urban living to me. And I've now reclaimed that in our same town, in our new location. So that's like great joy for me. Also, 
in part because of our weird multifamily house situation, I am valuing home ownership in a whole different way, right? You asked me three months ago, I was like, oh, we have to redo this. We have to paint that, blah, blah, blah. Now I see privacy, do what I want in my space. I'm valuing home ownership differently and I'm getting really clear on the type of home I'll want when we eventually buy again, which hopefully will be within the year. I know the areas I want to live in. I know the type of house I want to have. I'm going to have a much smaller house. I will never have a house the size of the last house. And I'd like a house a little bit bigger than this current apartment. I'm seeing the value of a covered porch, nice outdoor space. I will definitely be looking for that in my next house. Before I was free and open and flexible and I wanted something really beautiful. Now, to me, the beauty is in the social experience, right? The beauty is in being able to walk to places, being able to get to know people, having some definitely ethnic, socioeconomic, age diversity. And my town claims to have a lot of that, but it kind of has it in pockets because if you're in this fancy neighborhood, the diversity, certainly the the uh, socioeconomic diversity just ain't going to be there. And if you can't walk to other neighborhoods, you're just not, it's not in your flow. So that is a key value for me. So I've reclaimed what I want. I've reclaimed the kind of environment I want us to live in. It's not fancy, but it does offer flow. I've reclaimed what I value. I value quality. I don't value getting a great deal and then storing, you know, extra milk and uh, bread and hot dog buns. I'm cool to walk to the market because it's in walking distance and we're good to go. I don't mind going to the market multiple times a week. I do mind storing crap. I just don't want crap around to store. I value interacting with the people I love, our little dog. I value us. I value board games and getting to know the way my children think and reading and discussing ideas more than sitting there, more than I value, oh, just get the kids to watch something so you and I can hang out, right? I, I, I don't want that. I don't want them turning into zombies in front of the TV. It's just not what I value. They've got enough screen time. We're good on that. We're going to stretch a different part of our brain. We are going out in all kinds of weather. We've got to get outdoor time. So yeah, when we've got a break and there's raining, it's raining, get on your galoshes, get on your umbrella. Let's go out and splash around. I value using all of our space, not just hunkering down inside, which brings me to the last part of what I've reclaimed, right? I have reduced, I have reset what's important. And now I've I've reclaimed some really vital parts. And I think the, the, the most vital part of my life that I've reclaimed in this extraordinarily different cult time, right? In the pandemic, my husband's job was eliminated. My kids are going to school from home and suffering all kinds of, you know, social, they're not hanging out with their groups of kids like they used to. What I have reclaimed is the very concept that you are more capable than you think. The things I was worried about and complaining about six months ago, five months ago, three months ago, two months ago, are very different from what worries me now. And in fact, what I'm doing now is being damn grateful for the resilience of my children, our ability to be flexible, my teamwork and collaboration with our husband, and the fact that we've put ourselves in a somewhat challenging situation, but see what's coming from it. See how positive my kids are. See how open-minded they are. See how flexible they are. They always say, kids are more flexible than resilient than you think. Well, I'm seeing it borne out because I struggled a lot with this move, but they're good. 
they're really happy. They are, they are making lemonade, certainly out of lemons. They're finding ways to enjoy the new space. They love that our new toilets have the number one and number two flush. They think that's like the coolest thing in the world because that's the kind of thing that appeals to six and seven-year-olds. Our resilience is high at a time where we need resilience. I thought this move would, would beat us down and exhaust us. In fact, by shedding that which we didn't need, we are finding that we are more capable than we think. So I am ready for this winter. I'm ready to see what comes. And we've, we've reduced that which we don't need and found out what we are capable of. My husband is home all day teaching the kids, right? He's making schedules. He's figuring out lunch every day for everybody without a break right? He's going hardcore. We have a special needs child that needs one-on-one attention throughout the day for this type of lifestyle and in school, but we're not in school. So my husband's providing the support. When I see what people are complaining about on local message boards, yep, it's true. It's upsetting. Do we go back to the hybrid school option or do we continue with virtual learning, right? Everyone's up in arms, losing sleep about this. I'm not. I know I'll get through it. I know my family will get through it. I know we're capable because we just did something hard. So when life is hard, counterintelligence is not to do something harder. And believe me, I kicked and screamed through the process. But now that I've done it, now that it's finite, now that I've come to the other side, I am so damn proud of what we all did and how we came together, right? You use vacations to bond and let's go to the beach to bond. You know what? Let's go do something real hard as a family and use that to bond. And we see each other's character and capability. And now, now that we're not moving, now that we're not planning, now that we're not reducing, now the abundance of time we have to go hiking or leaf leaf peeping or apple picking or just sit and do puzzles, I have so much more time and presence for my children and they are thrilled, right? So it's like I got back hours that I had been sacrificing to this other goal. Now I am back in such a big, vital, positive, and possible way. That was the big picture goal of the move. Reduce, reset, and reclaim to have back the life you want to have. Get rid of that which isn't working. Figure out what you need Get rid of that which isn't working. It's going to be hard, but you're going to be better for it. Understand what you value again, and then prepare to live life again, right? Reduce, reset, and reclaim. Now I got a big pile of money in the bank. At some point, we'll be buying again, but I'll be buying in a different way. I'll be buying from my values, from our family's values, from knowing exactly the kind of modest home we want to inhabit the space we want to be in and and grow in as a family. And this little time of living in this funny little apartment will always be a fun little memory of an adventure for us. It's not easy. It's not glamorous, but we're going to learn a lot about ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to this three-part process of moving during a pandemic. I am at the other side. I am feeling like it was worth it. Hard going, man. That was a big old band-aid to rip off. Hard, hard going. Lots of memories, lots of change. But I am so proud of myself, my husband, my kids, my little dog, the way we've all powered through this move. Um, And here we are. So can I recommend it? You will grow. You will develop. You will become a stronger person for having done hard things. Lots of love to you. Until next week. Thanks for listening.